Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by JMB Financial Advisors. And now, here's your host, Alex Vispoli. Episode four of the Seder Stories podcast. And this one is all about the men's and women's basketball teams. We're getting ready for the 2019-2020 season. We are joined by the head coaches for both teams, Ann McInerney on the women's side and Brett Nelson, the new men's head coach. And we're joined by two players, Madeline Smith and Clayton Lasson, seniors from the two teams. And uh, first of all, you guys started practice just a couple of weeks ago. So we'll just start going around the table. Uh, how How's it going here at the start? And are you excited to finally get ready for that first game, Ann? Oh, yeah. Thank you, uh, first of all, for having uh, both our programs here. I think we're really excited about the start of the season, and there's a lot of momentum and energy in and around the Luth Athletic Complex, and we're really excited to get the things going. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, being a senior, it's the last go-around, so I think the whole team is pretty energized to have a last go at it, especially the seniors. Super excited. Uh, super excited. We have a new coach, obviously, so had to had to learn a lot. Still learning a lot. Uh, but uh, I think we're slowly uh, getting things and um, getting better. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I always say when, when school starts, the, the season is here. So, you know, we've, we've been going at it pretty hard. Uh, excited to, I know our guys are, to, to play against some uh, some fresh blood and some, some new competition. Uh, they're ready to play their, you know, some opponents. But overall, you know, they're, they're working hard. We're getting after it every day. Uh, you know, really excited about our women's team. When I'm, when I'm looking at some of these stats, um, you know, it's got 99% of points, and, you know, uh, I've watched him practice. I've, I've seen him in the gym. Uh, they're going to have a, a terrific year, so uh, I'm looking forward to rooting them on. Yeah, I want to start with the women's team and just, uh, you know, you look at what you bring back from last year, and you had such a, a strong finish to last season. And how does that excitement carry over, and was there a, a point at last season where you wished you could almost get started right away because of what you knew you had coming back here for this year? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it has definitely been an exciting off season. I think the the girls have definitely put in the work. I think there's been a, a new sense of energy and confidence in knowing that, you know, we can really contend for the Patriot League championship this year. You know, I've been very impressed with their work ethic on the court and off the court. And as usual, what they do in the community has been outstanding. So uh, like Brett said, you know, we're really excited on the, to follow our men and just the energy in the gym um, has been contagious on both ends. As a leader on the team, Maddie, is that motivation or that goal there uh, out in front of you that say, okay, this is what we want to do? Is it set for everybody? Does the coach even need to say, hey, we weren't trying for a Patriot League title? Or is that already kind of understood based on where you guys were at the level last year? Yeah, I think definitely bringing back the players that we are bringing back. There's kind of like an expectation, but we don't want to set that expectation too low. So we definitely have goals, but we're focused right now at getting better. And when game time comes, I think, you know, we're going to be focused there. We're not looking ahead at all. We're focusing one day at a time, get that win, move on. On the men's side, where are the goals as far as what you try and do? Because you're taking over a, a team, you know, you got the job at the beginning of July, so you, you haven't had a, an entire full off season, so you're getting to know these guys as best you can, the personnel, also five new freshmen. Where, Brett, does your program stand as far as what you're trying to build toward and where do you stand, you feel like, right now? You know, our, our goal, Alex, is daily improvement. And I talked to our guys about, you know, I want to create an environment where they can live in the present, where they can be where their feet are. And each and every practice is like a game for us. Each and every film session, that's like a game to us. 
you know, every individual instruction session, we're, we're here to get better, and that's kind of been our focus. Um, you know, our guys have had really good attitudes. Uh, we're working hard. Uh, we're trying to get better each and every day. Um, it has been a, a, a change. Uh, everything is new. So uh, it's going to be a process, uh, you know, obviously from a basketball standpoint, from a culture standpoint. You know, but my main goal right now is to, to get our culture, to get our standards in place, how we practice, is our locker room clean, how we dress, how we treat people, how we speak to each other, are we out in the community, how we're acting on campus. Like my main goal right now is that, number one. The second thing that's really important is implementing our style of play. You know, we want to play fast. We want to play up-tempo. Uh, we want to be fast. We want to be physical. We want to be mentally resilient. We want to be, you know, a tough finishing team. And, you know, like I talked to, to our guys this morning, like, you know, uh, uh, like practice for us, like it, it, it's not going to happen when, when the lights come on. you got to practice the way you're going to play every day. So we're trying to implement that each and every day in everything that we do. Have you noticed that change? I mean, that's a pretty big change from the last few years under Coach Carmody in terms of the pace, obviously. It must be kind of night and day, not saying it's better or worse, just different. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely a lot different. I think uh, all of us are super happy to have, like, something different. Uh, we're definitely running a lot more, competing a lot more. There's a lot more intensity, and uh, which makes practice a lot more fun. You know, I think last year uh, a lot of us, it was the same routine, so we're happy just to change that for us who've been here for, like, two or three years. Uh, it's definitely good to see something new. As far as your team, how do you envision the way the women's team is going to play this year? Is it going to be similar to the way you guys played last year? Are you installing new things or working on different ideas or concepts? Yeah, I think obviously we were uh, really happy with the way we um, were able to finish up the season last year. I think, as I was talking to Madeline earlier, it's it's a matter of just kind of implementing a little bit more time to get in some basics and some fundamentals and trying not to have as many close heart heart wrenching uh, wins and losses. But you know, I know every game last year at the end was very exciting, and I and I think again, as Coach said, to kind of get back to the fundamentals and making sure that we're teaching and and showing them the way we want things to be done from the beginning. And you know, their effort has been outstanding. Um, and I think the knowing the level of talent we have coming back and knowing the expectations. It's just a matter of staying in the process, you know, as, as Maddie said, not looking too far ahead and not looking too far behind, but staying in the moment, enjoying the process and continuing to challenge e each other each and every day. You mentioned the fundamentals. And as, as a basketball coach, and you guys can both answer in on this, how much do you work on those basics before you get too deep into obviously this is a little bit more specific as to how we'd want to play or this is what we want to do against this type of defense or this type of offense uh, where does that come in and how much do you work on just kind of the put one foot in front of the other before you run yeah for us I mean that's where everything starts you know we're going to take it slow like defensively we're going to teach you how to guard the ball to start I don't care whether you're a man defensive team you're a zone defensive team whatever your philosophy is at the end of the day you still have to guard the ball um, you know, offensively, you can't put sets and your, your, you know, uh, base offense in unless you know how to come off a pick and roll, how to set your man up, how to catch and face. Um, you can ask Clay that, you know. I mean, for us, we work on the fundamentals. That's where everything starts, you know, within our program. And, and definitely, I think uh, we've put a lot of emphasis in the beginning of practice of just, you know, we want to push, we want to be up-tempo, but, you know, learning to run and catch and shoot and, and play and make layups <laughs> in a um, situation where you're starting 1-0 and building it into 2-0, 3-0, and then putting defensive um, presence on the floor and be able to attain the same success as you did without the defense. So, again, still learning to play with each other, learning to play the game of basketball the way that it should be played has been pretty exciting for us thus far.
And now I'm gonna ask the players here and pretend like the coaches aren't even here. You know, what do you guys like working on those basics, or is it just hey, anything that has to do with basketball, I'm all for it, Clayton? I think for sure I love working on it because uh, you know uh, you feel com- more comfortable playing after that. You know when you know your weaknesses, you just work on them, and then you're actually guarding the ball better when you play five on five. You're driving better or shooting better, and it's all because those little drills add up and uh, you become an overall better better player. Yeah, I definitely think this year especially it helped that we started so early. Um, We had a lot more time to break things down. And I think it's just easier to see once the defense comes on. Now you can see every single option. We come off of ball screens a lot, and we break those down a lot. So coming off the ball screen, you see every single option in the breakdown. And then when the defense, you can actually see, like, where the defense is and which option you should be choosing. So the breakdowns definitely help. Ask you both coaches, uh, as far as – I mean, I'm sure you watched a lot of film from last year's team. You saw players – have you seen maybe just through workouts or practice anybody on your team who may or may not be in this room has really taken a big jump or you feel like is poised to stand out this year even more than they did last year? Right. Ahead. Well, I think she's sitting right in front of us here. I think, you know, I, I've always been a big fan of Maddie Smith. So I think of recruiting her as a point guard at a time where we knew we kind of needed someone to come in to run our offense. I think her development into her senior season has been outstanding, uh, both on and off the court. I think she's she's the biggest competitor we have. I've said that to her from day one. I think she's now in her second year as a captain and leading this team. I think. There's not many times in a practice drill that her team loses. I think we we joke around about it, we say it, but it is the truth. And I think, you know, she sometimes goes unnoticed and she is kind of our unsung hero when it comes to some of the things she's she's done for us. But I think her level of play and her competitiveness um, at practice has really um, challenged the rest of our team to, to up their game. Yeah, for us, you know, I'm excited for our players because pretty much other than, than Alston, you know, guys going to have opportunities to have a much different role than they've had in the past within our program. And, you know, like I said, for me, I'm still getting a feel for, for our team. You know, I haven't actually coached them in a game. And, you know, but for us, you know, we, we chart everything in practice when it's live competitive drills. We have what we call an efficiency chart. You know, field goal makes, attempts, uh, three-point field goal makes, attempts, assists, turnovers, rebounding, offensively and defensively, steals, charges. And we have a formula. So, like, when I look at our efficiency chart, you know, uh, in practice, we have a daily and we have a cume. Um, for me, the guys that are making shots, that are playing good, it's not, it's not an accident. And I talk to our guys about it, the secrets in the dirt. Those same guys that are shooting the ball well, that are playing well, I see, I see them in the gym extra. I see them grabbing the assistant coaches, watching film, you know, and some of the other guys, and, and Clay, I've talked to, to all you guys about this, like that aren't shooting as well, that aren't playing quite at the level they, they're capable of. You know, I don't see those guys in the gym as much. So for our players, like they have an unbelievable opportunity, a lot of guys that are going to be thrown into roles, not only the five freshmen that we have, but all the returners. You know, obviously Austin Butler's the one player on our team that has played, you know, big minutes. Matt Falls played some. Connor, obviously Clay's been here. But they haven't probably been in a role that they have the opportunity to be in this year. And I'm excited for those guys to kind of see what, what happens when the lights come on. <laughs> and Clayton, you know, how excited are you for that opportunity? Sure, there's a couple of ways you can look at it and be okay. We're missing a couple of guys that we didn't uh, that we had last year, but at the same time, there's more minutes, there are more opportunities for scoring, rebounding, and just playing out there. Can you sense that excitement among the players that are coming back and the new guys? Yeah, for sure. Everybody, everybody's super excited. You know, everybody's super excited. Everybody's super excited to have a new coach, a new uh, 
new mentality, new approach to the game, and just playing the game differently. You know, we played the Princeton for three years, and just playing a, a different uh, style of basketball is just uh, super enjoyable, you know. So uh, we're getting there. Hopefully, we'll we be able to play fast and play well, but um, we're all loving the process right now. And it's a little bit different, obviously, on the women's side because you don't have quite as much of an overhaul uh, in terms of system and players. But the competitiveness and the the uh, drive to get minutes and to be as good as you can be, is there still that same type of excitement? How is it maybe a little bit different on the women's side from what you sense? Yeah, I would definitely say we got a taste of it the last six weeks of the season last year. Um, we all really were excited for that time, and we knew coming into this year that – we know her expectations and what she wants, but there's still that drive to anybody can make change the role or, um, you know, make a name for themselves, especially with a new coach. So I think it's just that drive to show – like you always have that mentality when there's someone new, like let me show them what I'm all about. So I feel like it's a new energy with Coach Mack where we're all trying to kind of impress her type of thing. How has it been different for you – getting a team ready and being that lead voice here. You obviously worked with this team last year as an assistant and then interim head coach for the last part of the season, but how's it been different for you leading this group and being the one that makes the final call, Ann? <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, you know, I think it's it's just I've been such a part of this program for so long, and, and, and I obviously love Holy Cross. I've helped recruit some of these outstanding young women. I think it's just a matter of, you know, I love I love to coach basketball. You know, I love to be around these young women. I love to be around this school. And I don't just say that. I think that's part of me growing up in Worcester and knowing Holy Cross being, um, you know, the Division One school on, in the city after playing at Assumption. I think it's just something that, you know, I still walk in and say, I can't believe that, you know, I'm in this role and ha have the um, ability to be around these young women. I think for us, you know, the work ethic, as Maddie said, I think in just coming to work every day, you know, we're we're obviously in a situation where Lauren Manis is a very special player. I think she's worked really hard. She is, um, you know, three-time all-conference, will probably or possibly be preseason player of the year again. And I think it's a matter of her teammates and how they've stepped up to play around Lauren and how Lauren has accepted being a mixture of our offense instead of just being the one go-to player. Um, I mentioned Maddie Smith and how much she's improved. I think it would be remiss for me not to mention Megan Swords because I think as a senior 6-3 post player in our league who tore her ACL her freshman year and, you know, what she's come come back and what she's doing and, as, as Coach said, getting in the gym with our assistant coaches and putting in the extra effort and, you know, on both ends of the, of the floor, she has been very impressive thus far. I want to ask you all about influences when it comes to you know basketball and coaching and you know obviously your first time being a head coach here and I'm sure that you were influenced in your time really everywhere you've been but are there people that you have based your coaching philosophy on maybe more so than others that you want to carry into this position here at Holy Cross Brett? Yeah, I think that every stop along your you know your journey, you're, you're you're grabbing things, you're trying to learn, you're trying to get better. You know, for me, it started with my high school coach. I was very blessed. I played for unbelievable high school coach Tex Williams, who, you know, uh, he was a Division two head coach for a long time. Played in two Final Fours, came back to the high school level. So when I when I went into college, I had an unbelievable base because he taught me, you know, how important the fundamentals of the game. We go back to that, the discipline. You know, I understood like what a hard practice was like. Uh, I think a lot of freshmen, when they get to, you know get to the college level, they don't understand the day-to-day -day, you know grind that it is going to school. You got individual workouts. You got you know a two 
two and a half hour hard practice. You know, next thing you know, it's seven or eight o'clock at night. So I kind of understood that going into college. So for me, that's where it started. And then I, you know, playing for Billy Donovan at University of Florida. Um, you know, he's he's arguably you know as good as good as it gets. He's a Hall of Famer. But it wasn't just him. I was lucky enough to be around, in my opinion, four head coaches on a daily basis: Donnie Jones, Anthony Grant, and John Pelfrey. All three of those guys are D1 head coaches right now, and I've worked for all three of those guys. So um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to be at a lot of different places, and every every stop along the journey, you pick things that you like. You pick some things. You see some things that you know I'm, I'm not going to do it that way as well. So uh, I think at the end of the day, for me, I have to be who I am. I can't try to be Coach Donovan. I can't try to be my high school coach. Um, you know, I can't try to be somebody that I'm not. Um, you have to be authentic and, and, and be who you are. As a player, Clayton, was there any type of player that you wanted to be like, uh, whether it was you know, your biggest fantasy or maybe a little bit more realistic, somebody that you modeled the way you play off of? Yeah, so I had a, a kid from my, my city who went to Worcester Academy then ended up at FGCU uh, down in Florida. And uh, he was kind of the first guy, one of the first guys from Switzerland to come, uh, come in the States and play college basketball. He was probably like six or seven years older than me, and I would always like look his highlights up, talk to him a lot. And uh, I would just definitely look, look up to him a lot and um, try to mimic my game around him. And uh, me being like super close with him, being good friends, uh, definitely helps because uh, not, a lot of people, not a lot of people in Switzerland know how hard it is in college. You know, coaches say, you know, we practice two and a half hours, individuals and all that. But he kind of like told me like, oh, it's going to be like this, like this, like this. You have to do this. So he kind of like really helped me in that position. Maddie, how about for you? Um, I don't have a certain player, but I would definitely say my AAU coach um, growing up. I started playing basketball with him as, as long as I can remember. And he definitely just instilled a confidence in me and, you know, made me realize what hard work and effort – goes into basketball and what you can kind of get out of it from doing that every single day. And Ann? Well, obviously, I grew up in the Pat Summit era, so mm -hmm. I think being a college basketball player, I think it was it was hard not to look up to Pat Summit and the way that she handled the Tennessee program. And then I was fortunate enough to work with and my mentor um, in Barbara Stevens over at Bentley, who obviously has over a thousand wins. And you know, as I continued my career, we had a stop at Harvard with Kathy Delaney Smith, and I I pretty much have have had the opportunity as an assistant coach to work under some of the, some of the great New England coaches. And obviously, follow to not follow Gino would be <laughs> foolish but you know I think that again with women's basketball and the way that it has emerged and come to the forefront now and everything that's going on and every uh, you know we've had some opportunities to follow some pretty great coaches on the men's side uh, you know it's so much unknown as far as okay who's going to be the players that that step up in games as you learn about your personnel what what is the the challenge behind you as you're trying to instill a coaching philosophy and you've got that pool of ingredients that you just you're not quite sure about yet as far as how it's all going to fit together. Yeah, one thing I want to go back to your previous question real yeah, quick. Sure. I didn't mention Steve Wojciechowski. And being with Wojo the last five years is like, you know, it's, it's been, you know, unbelievable. Um, not only from a basketball standpoint, but from a friendship standpoint and mentorship standpoint and the responsibility he gave me. So he was very influential in my, in my obviously, coaching career and kind of how I operate here as well. Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, the start of practice, we have had some guys kind of in and out with injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't had everybody healthy yet for one practice. So we've had to kind of piece it together. Some guys have been playing some, you know, positions they probably won't be in in games, and which is which is good too. You know, you kind of see what guys can do. Um, but to answer your question, you know, we're still trying to figure it out on a daily, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. 
um, what what lineups work, what lineups don't. Uh, you know, my job as a coach is to put our players in position to, to be successful, you know, on the court. And uh, it's a day-to-day -day process of, of trying to do that. You know, obviously we're a few weeks away from actually playing a real game. So we got a little bit of time, but I know I'll, I'll be excited when, when we can get healthy and, <laughs> and we can get everybody out there to really see. Uh, you know, what we could do. How, how does that affect your own expectations for what this team, what you want this team to be? Yeah, I mean, like, again, I go back to it. I know it sounds so cliche. I'm not even thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, at 3.30, we practice this afternoon. How good can we be? How much better can we get in this two hours? If you stack good day up on good day, like, winning and losing will eventually take care of itself. So, for me, like, it's easy. It's human nature to look into the future and look at your schedule. Oh yeah, we got to we got to win these three games. That one's going to be tough. Then like, you know, that's 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 human nature to do that. But I really fight against that because you know, like if if I'm doing that, I'm not focused on like you know where we're at today. Um, so for us, we're we're trying to live in the moment and take it day by day. Honestly, I'm sure you've been a lot through a lot of different teams, and you've had teams that have been very experienced coming back in and teams that maybe are not so experienced in new situations. Can you relate to some of what Coach Nelson is going through as far as, you know, trying to set a benchmark and maybe not focus on the what's going on in the long distance, but also trying to make sure that your team gets better and better and uh, instill that culture that you want? Absolutely. I think players hate to practice. Coaches love to practice. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, continuing to – drill work that once we get into playing live situations, they understand why we're doing the breakdown drills, why we're coming off the ball screens the way we are, what we're looking for, how we're playing post-defense. Like, I think the, the breakdown to build it back up starts to make a little bit more sense as we progress with our practices. But again, I think it's a fine line of going too slow with having so many returners and going too fast because we have two new players and just trying to get in our system and, and again, remember what, what our goal is to stay in the process and, and to continue continue to get better every day. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, but on the other side, we've got the uh, lightning round with uh, everybody here in the room as we're going to continue with our men's and women's basketball roundtable. Stay tuned more on the Seder Stories podcast right after this. It's more than just a story from Big Y. Hi, this is Sam. I'm the store director in the Northampton Big Y world-class market. I think that's what, you know, creates that customer loyalty is that they, they know we care. It's not just about selling someone, you know, a can of green beans. It's about forming that relationship with them day in and day out. That's what makes me want to go back to work. It's making people feel at home because this is our home, too. It's more than food. It's my big why. You're busy. We get that. At UMass Memorial Healthcare, we know the last thing you need to worry about is making your next doctor's appointment. So we've made that process even easier. Now you can visit us online at umassmemorial.org slash appointment to find a doctor and schedule an appointment all from the comfort of anywhere. Choose 24-7 access to a growing list of primary care physicians and specialists at umassmemorial.org slash appointment. Or give us a call during business hours at 855-UMASS-MD. Schedule your care from anywhere today. Hello, Crusaders fans. The print shop at Masterman's is proud to be the official screen printing and embroidery specialist of Holy Cross Athletics. Get your team a business logo on apparel and hats with embroidery or screen printing from my huge selection of athletic, high-vis, and work-work holding options in vinyl banners, too. We'll quickly and easily help you weave your team's or business's mark on the world. Visit Masterman's.com today. That's Masterman's.com. Masterman's, since 1961. Go Crusaders! 
Back in the Sater Stories podcast, we're talking men's and women's basketball. And just during that break, Coach, you had a question for Maddie about uh, a memorable play from last season. Yeah, I was asking her about the, the buzzer beater against uh, Bucknell, right? Yeah, that was a Sports Center top 10. So, uh, kind of what was going through your mind, you know, when you were in the huddle during that timeout and, you know, you catching the ball? I've been there before. So, uh, what was kind of going through your mind? Yeah, I think we had just run the play that we drew up, didn't work went out of bounds, so he ran the exact same play. It got tipped. It's not like it didn't <laughs> yeah, work. It got, yeah. <laughs> out of but, bounds. <laughs> but definitely was not drawn up at all. It was kind of just a go-for-it type of thing. I I don't know. I definitely wanted to take the shot, but as soon as it went in, I didn't think it was real. My uh, players always make fun of me because when I make, like, big shots, I kind of don't really have any emotion, and I think that was the first time where I was like, wow, that just went in, like, Let's go. Awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Being on Sports Center, 24 hours, top 10. It was. That was <laughs> the first time. And everyone was saying, look out for it, look out for it. I was like, no way. And then there it was, awesome. Sunday morning. Celebrity on campus signing autographs afterward? <laughs> no. Absolutely. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, is that the most memorable shot or moment that you've had uh, in a game in your basketball career? Is there one that outshines that? No, that was definitely it, um, especially the locker room after that. We were electric, man. Beating Bucknell in your own gym. On senior day. On senior day. Highlight. How about for you, Clayton? Is there a moment that stands out maybe above all others, maybe didn't end you up on Sports Center, but still memorable in your own mind that you can think of your playing career? At Holy Cross. Yeah, or ha Holy Cross or even um, high school or before yeah, I then. Think, I think my freshman year we went down to Army, and I was kind of getting some minutes, not consistent, and um, – I didn't play the first half against the Army. We were losing by like 18, and uh, then I had like 13 in a row, and we ended up winning. And uh, so that was definitely probably the highlight of my career right, uh, so far. What about you, Coach McInerney? Whether, uh, what's your most memorable <laughs> moment as a – you can go back to playing days or if you prefer <laughs> coaching days. That was way too days. long ago, way too long ago. <laughs> no, I, I think Maddie Smith's yeah. buzzer beater, just with everything that had gone on, I think it was, a, it was a senior day. The crowd was great. I think, as Maddie said, we drew up a play coming out of the timeout. It got tipped, and then it was kind of just like, go screen for us. She gets it and goes. And uh, I think we got to celebrate, and then as they reviewed it, we got to celebrate again. So <laughs> if you look in and around our offices, uh, those pictures are kind of hanging all over the place and I think at that moment and everything that we had been through I think that was a, that was a pretty um, big moment for our team twice as nice how about you coach yeah for, for me it was our run uh, my freshman year when we, when we got to the final four you know everybody remembers the final four but Mike Miller hit a buzzer beater against Butler in the first round we shouldn't have won the game we were losing the whole game and Mike bailed us out and it was amazing like you know we had a lot of talent on that team I think five guys ended up playing in the NBA off of that team Two guys came off the bench that are playing in the NBA. That's how deep and talented we were. But all of a sudden, after Mike made that shot on that run, people quit forgetting about minutes, how many shots they got. It, it became all about giving yourself to the team and winning. And not saying it wasn't like that throughout the year, it wasn't at that level. So, like, you know, one play like that, all of a sudden, like, I knew we were going to make a run after that. All right, let's go and around. I have the to mention one more oh, because yeah. I think we got caught up with Maddie's moment, but I think Janae Faulkner hit a layup with two seconds to go at Boston University in the um, semifinals, and I think that was a pretty big, pretty big uh, moment for us also. Got a little soundtrack Sorry. here. That's <laughs> all right. Oh, that was from Janae, I guess. I don't know. That's but pretty good that background music. <laughs> I think that was for a big story. moment for us also, obviously, uh, for Janae to hit that and uh, to that carried us to the semifinals. So that was a, that was also a big shot last year for us. 
All right, let's go around the room, uh, kind of rapid fire. Uh, pre-game routine. We'll, we'll start with you, Coach Nelson. You know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see as a head coach if, if, if it'll be any different, you know. Um, obviously, you know, for us, we're going we're gonna to shoot around, you know, five to six hours before the game. You know, so we're going to eat pre-game meal, but, you know, four hours before tip. Um, I never go home between pre-game meal and uh, uh, game time. So um, that's kind of my time to kind of unwind and kind of have some alone time and everything like that. So, but I don't really have any, you know, crazy pre-game rituals. Not like Wade Boggs would eat chicken before every game, no, nothing I, like that? No, I, I really don't have anything like that. I wish I did. How about you, Clayton? Uh, I don't have anything crazy. Uh, I mean, I do put on my left sock before my right sock, and I put on a specific music before I listen to it. Hey, man, the sock sock thing is strange. (laughs) (laughs) And I play the same song every time when I do that, but basically that's it. What's the song? Uh, It's a French song. I don't think you guys would know it. Try us. I mean, we might have some cultured music. It's it's called Snow. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know Clayton speaks like four different languages. What are the other, uh, what are the, all the languages? Give it to us. I speak French and English, then my Italian is pretty good. And my uh, Spanish is getting pretty good. Too. Impressive. You want to give us a quick lesson? Uh, uh, g- teach French? us an Italian. Uh, yeah, teach French. us a French phrase. Uh, I could just say, uh, nous sommes sur la radio en train de parler. All right, Maddie, now you say it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got another. I can do some Irish step dancing. Does that count? <laughs> there we go. Might not translate as well to the okay, podcast, okay. but so we'll do a video afterward. All right, great. What you have a pregame routine or anything that that stands out? Um, I would just say our team. I feel like likes to go to Starbucks before games. You know, get a little caffeine buzz, and then I do the same shooting ritual with Catherine Petey and Nicole Morris before every single game. So I don't know. I think it's just our thing. We do it about an hour and a half before tip off. So anything stick out for you, Ann? No, I th- I think game day is great as far as once we get out of shoot around I think it ends up becoming the longest day because I yeah. think you just wait at that point as they say the hay is in the barn and <laughs> you just wait for the tip off wait and I think it's just a matter of just making sure you know we're set uh, for what our game plan is and get ready to get out and take the court but thankfully nothing too crazy <laughs> all right go to social media you got Twitter Instagram TikTok Instagram I like Twitter though Twitter's a good laugh okay Clay. Instagram for sure Coach? Yes, I mean, I'm probably on Twitter more than any of the other ones. Yeah, Twitter. I would say Twitter. I'm also a Facebook user. so. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to disparage Facebook. I know it's maybe not quite as uh, popular with the student athletes. So. What about Snapchat? I could go. I mean, are you bigger Snapchat than you are with uh, Twitter and Insta? Probably, but yeah, you didn't mention too. that one. Yeah, too, yeah, there we go. There's the sleeping giant. No TikTok, though. No TikTok. Still catching on, you know. Sorry. What is TikTok? You don't want to like know. Vine. You really don't want to know. Coach, you know Vine? I don't know Vine. It's like short videos. Where oh, you can okay. do like something funny. And like with music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with music. I feel like when I went on Facebook, everyone went to Twitter. When I went on Twitter, <laughs> everyone went to Instagram. When I went on Instagram, everyone went to Snapchat. So that's as far <laughs> as I'm going. Uh, go to Netflix show. Nothing for you, Coach Nelson. I don't have Netflix. Not a Netflix guy. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yep. Okay. Friends, if I'm trying to binge watch, but definitely Ozark. I'm waiting for the next Ozark season. Ozark is always good. Okay, so you have Ozark if and when. Well, I guess Friends is going to be off that at some point. Yeah. Disappoint. You don't want to talk about it. No, I can I tell. Don't talk about We're it. not going to go there. I think 
I could watch Friends 24-7, so yeah. that's, that's probably, I would say, that's easy. But once we hit the road, that's when Netflix kind of, those road trips, that long trip to Bucknell, Coach, you'll mm-hmm. be getting uh, on Netflix. I'll be Netflix. <laughs> Do you have a uh, a favorite movie that you like to watch on the bus, whether as a group or individual? Oh man, you put me on the spot. Well, uh, we can come back to you. Yeah, come back. You, to you have me. one in mind, Clayton? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I don't have a certain movie. I think my favorite movie would be Remember the Titans, but that's a good one. That's probably the movie I've watched more on bus trips over the years. Remember the Titans. That's. I mean, that's a great one to watch with a yeah. team. I mean, <laughs> nothing gets you fired up more than that. Yeah, I know we watched Miracle a few times, mm-hmm. which is oh, which yeah. is a really really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, music. What's your What's your favorite music that you like to listen to as far as artist, genre, type, and? I'm a big country music fan. Yeah, like country music. I like Irish music. My parents are both from Ireland, so I think we grew up dancing and listening to Irish music. But I would think. In today's day and age, country music. Which artists in your country playlist are, uh, you know, maybe like at the top? Kenny Chesney. That's easy. All right. Good one, like, Coach. Uh, I like you know, Kenny. Kenny Chesney, Eric Church. Mm-hmm. You know, been known to kind of go in and around. Garth Brooks, always a go-to back in the Great back concert. Absolutely. Day. Maddie? Um, definitely the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> more on the uh, hip-hop, uh, rap kind of scene. I think Tory, Tory Lanez is my favorite artist. I like everything. I like everything. Rap, pop. Uh, I even like country music now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was when I got here, but I like it now. Uh, EDM, house, everything. I like pretty much any that. I don't like like hard rock or anything like that. I probably listen to country the most or, you know, some hip hop. Not hard hip hop, but, you know, top hits. To, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I love Kenny. I love Eric Church, Zach Brown, Kane Brown. Those guys are good. Coffee or tea? Coffee. 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 Both? There you go. Depends on the time of day. All righty. Uh, Chick-fil-A or Domino's? Mm. Chick-fil-A. That's yeah, easy. easy. <laughs> Is it Sunday? Chick-fil-A. Uh, it's sun- no, not Sunday. <laughs> it makes it a little too easy. Is Panera an option? Yeah. <laughs> Panera. <laughs> Have you ever had a bad Chick-fil-A sandwich? Seriously. Never. I don't think so. The debate yeah. is Chick-fil-A or Popeye's. Yeah, that's right, with the chicken sandwich. I haven't had Popeye's enough to, to differentiate there. No, I haven't, I haven't had, had Popeye's either. ever. So. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> hey, you asked the question. You got to know the answer. I know, true. Uh, in, stre- in sync or Backstreet Boys? In sync. Justin yeah? Timberlake's talented. Uh, he was in sync, right? Justin yeah. Timberlake? <laughs> in sync, yeah. too, yeah. He's from not too far your neck of the woods. He's from, I think, Tennessee, <laughs> yeah. right? That's not far off from sync. West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Same, same. Yeah? I don't know. It's close. Yeah, I like JT. Yeah, he's great in concert. All right, let's go. Let's go back to the court. Uh, talk. Pri- I mean, you guys sound pretty comfortable talking about music there. So we could we could do a music <laughs> podcast right after this and release a little bit later. But uh, you know, non-conference wise, is there anything that sticks out as far as one that maybe you're looking forward to more than others? We'll start with you, Ann. Oh, well, I think we're going out to the University of Illinois. I think we always promise our seniors a home game. And Catherine PD being from um, out in the Chicago area, that's a, obviously a big home. That's a big opener for us, as well as our following game will be our home opener against Boston College, which is always a, a nice Jesuit um, rivalry for us. So th- that'll be exciting to uh, take the court here um, with BC in the house. And then we head down to Florida for a post-Christmas tournament. We uh, play at North Florida and at Stetson. So I think we've done a good job of challenging ourselves in the, in the non-conference schedule to uh, get ready for the very challenging Patriot League schedule. Is there one that you kind of circled that uh, stood out, Maddie, that you're excited to go to? I think all the same ones, just the, you know, the ones where we travel. We haven't really had a 
game that far away since freshman year at Arizona State. So I think it's just those games where we travel to, you know, get a good game against good competition, you know, really challenge ourselves. How about on the men's side? Yeah, obviously we open up at Maryland, who uh, obviously we have great respect for. They'll be a preseason, arguably top ten team in the country. Uh, they return a, a terrific team, uh, great environment. I remember my senior year was the first year their building was open, so uh, it's a it's a great environment. Uh, then the the tournament we're in, Boca, Florida, um, it should be a, a great challenge, a great event for our players. Is there one that you're looking forward to? Same, that Maryland I think, the, one? I think the, the first game. Well, I'm really excited for the first game. You know, uh, just see where we're at and uh, see. Um, what we got to work on for the rest of non-conference and for eventually a conference play. As, as far as, you know, your team and building the program and just, you know, not necessarily looking at the next couple of weeks or the next month or so, is there a vision that you have in mind for what you want to see this program achieve and how they want to play? Is there kind of a grand view that, that you presented when you were initially applying and got the job here? Yeah, you know, we we envision, you know, being a, our, our motto is to attack and serve. Everything that we do, we want to attack, whether it's offensively, defensively, in the weight room. Um, and then we want to serve. We want to be an unselfish program. You know, our vision for this this program, I've told our guys, is like uh, Patriot League Championship, have it, have it in the heart center every single year. You know, if we can do that, we're going to win our share of, of Patriot League titles. I know that's a lot easier said than done, but, you know, uh, Holy Cross is a special place. You know, if you look around with our facilities and, you know, the, the people we have in place, it's a place where, you know, for me, as I was going through the process, I felt like it was a place where we could sustain success. It wasn't a place where, you know, you come do it one year, then you're rebuilding for three or four years. It's a place year after year, you know, with the infrastructure we have, with the resources we have, with the people we have in place where our goal is to, to be one of the top programs in the Patriot League and not just get to the NCAA tournament, but make noise there and win games. So um, as, as these guys have heard me, I'm not okay just being okay. <laughs> you know, like we, we want to do it at the highest level in a first-class way and uh, do it with the right people. As far as Patriot League teams, is there one that you enjoy playing maybe more than others or a trip that you like to make more than others, Clayton, uh, in the league? All of us look forward to the Colgate game because mm -hmm. we, we don't like them. I mean, we really don't like <laughs> Why don't you like them? They're just very, like, sneaky players, like, holding you and stuff like that. And we always, like, either we win by, like, two or three or we lose. Uh, we've been losing to them, I think, the past uh, the past two years, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, we're definitely looking forward to that game. How about for you on the women's side, Maddie? That's a game we don't like to play. We no? stay away from the chippiness. Um, I would definitely say I think BU, you know, they're – right up in Boston, very close. So I think it's like a good rivalry. How do you see the league playing out on the women's side, Coach? Uh, you know, who are the, the teams to look out for and the, the games in conference that obviously they're all important, but are there ones that maybe stand out above the others? No, I think uh, this year, I think top to bottom, it's probably the strongest Patriot League um, talent-wise since I've been here. And I um, obviously Bucknell has won it and – they returned a couple very good players. American has been very good. Lehigh returns almost everybody. Uh, BU, uh, Marissa Mosley did a great job um, last year with them. As Maddie just mentioned, we had three terrific games with them uh, last year. Luckily, we were on top with all three of them. But I think it it kind of ignited a little bit of a, a of a playoff rivalry in all three games that we faced them. So I know that will be uh, continue to be a big game for us. And Colgate and Lafayette are tough and. Army and Navy, obviously, if they weren't tough, our country would be in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what we kind of say day in, day out. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of just, again, staying in. You know, we've talked about uh, win 
which is what's important now for us. And I think just day in and day out, just taking care of our own business and, and the rest will take care of itself. And I know you haven't had a chance to see the teams play in person. Maybe you have here and there. But uh, did you have an impression coming in of the Patriot League and the teams within it as type of basketball that's played? Is it really across the board? What were your impressions of the league before you got here and maybe how have they changed since you've been here? Yeah, I think top to bottom, the Patriot League's very, very good. If you look, you know, there's you know, obviously Colgate had a, a tremendous year last year. Uh, they had Tennessee beat there in the NCAA tournament, and we know how good Tennessee was last year. You know, American, uh, they return a lot. I think Loyola, Maryland's going to be really good this year. Um, BU right down the road. So I, I think top to bottom, Bucknell's obviously, and Lehigh, they, they have great history of having very good teams. Um, I think top to bottom, our league, year in, year out, um, you know, is, is very, very good. You know, you're, you're not too far from being at the bottom of the league. You're not too far from being at the top of the league, you know. So every possession matters in every single game, and that's the difference between uh, being a championship-level team and not. So you, you got to make sure you value that and you respect everybody, but also you, you, you attack and, and you serve and everything that we do. On the men's team, I believe five freshmen, uh, new guys on the team. How have you tried to welcome them as as teammates and get them acclimated not only to being a, here at the College of the Holy Cross, but as a student athlete, Clayton? I mean, we all hang out a lot. All of us are super close. So, you know, we go we go out a lot to eat. Uh, we go, uh, we hang out. We do um, different stuff together. So I think they're definitely very comfortable with us. And um, is that it definitely helps that all the upperclassmen, me and the juniors, are, like, super close. So it helps them just like show them like the ropes, like how things are done, um, especially off the court to you know classes and everything. How how you gotta deal with everything. So, I think I think they're doing they're doing good right now. Is it similar on the women's side? I know it's a smaller group coming in this year, but do you try and hey take them under your wing and, and show them the ropes? Yeah, I think it's a little bit more difficult having a smaller freshman class. You know, they kind of cling to each other, but I think we've definitely worked on you know bringing them in, especially since we're so close. Like Clay was saying. All the upperclassmen basically do everything together. We have a lot of a t um, team events, and they're always there. So we're trying to get them acclimated out of basketball and in basketball practices as well. How tough is it going to be for those freshmen to contribute, uh, or is it you know do you have a role carved out for them? Uh, the two freshmen, Addison Cross and Carrie Flaherty. I think you know both of them are are doing a really good job of working hard and following the lead of our upperclassmen. I think yesterday after practice, I actually <laughs> did commend them for how far they have come because I think the intensity level, you know, coming from playing in high school to um, making the jump to the next level it, it is very difficult. I think both um, Maddie Smith and Avery uh, LaBarbera as our point guards have really kind of helped Addie come come along as far as playing. She's a little bit of a combo guard, and you know, Carrie Flaherty is you know a flat out score. Or, you know, so I think for her to get um, her intensity level up to the next level for both of them will be key for us. And we haven't talked much about Avery, but where do you see her next steps coming with her game? Uh, you know, Avery's Avery's one of those really special dynamic players. You know, I think when the when the lights go up, the Avery is ready to play. And I think you know she's had a couple nagging injuries so far, but I think for her to kind of come back and get out on the court and show what she can do, um, we're really excited for both she and Alucci to have some a great sophomore year. With the freshman on your team, Coach, I mean, everybody comes in really with a clean slate when it's a, a new head coach, but it, do you see it even more so that way that, hey, it doesn't matter if you're a senior, sophomore, junior, freshman, you're going to have an opportunity to play and the best players are going to get the most minutes? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't get caught up into freshmen, sophomore, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, you get what you earn uh, within our program. And, you know, those, those five freshmen, they're, they're working hard. You know, they're growing. Um, they're learning. 
but you know, I was talking to a coaching friend of mine the other day for how we're kind of doing things. It's like I have 13 freshmen sometimes just because you know, everything's new. Um, even from a schematic standpoint, the matchup versus man defense, you know, the Princeton offense versus the way we're going to play offense. And not saying one is better than the other, it's just different. So, uh, but our five freshmen, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing it every day. They're learning, they're growing. Um, you know, they have good attitudes. And, uh, you know, uh, they're going to have an opportunity, just like everybody on our team is, to, to have a big-time impact. As we wrap things up, just want to get an idea from all four of you uh, personal goal, whether it's you know for the team, for yourself, what do you kind of have in mind uh, personally and, and with the, your individual groups here for the 2019-2020 season? And uh, we'll start on the women's side with you, Coach. I just think to uh, continue to just enjoy enjoy every day. I think, you know, we, we have a special group. I think, as I said, it's a, it's a great place here at Holy Cross. There's a lot of excitement um, going on here. And I think just to enjoy every day and enjoy what we do and, you know, stay, stay the course. Like, take it, take it by day and not look too far ahead and not look too far behind, but kind of build on the momentum that, that we feel like we have going right now. Maddie? Yeah, I mean, definitely as a senior, you know, the PLC is kind of looming over you, but I think definitely just win the day every single day, come in, have a good time. You know, it's our last year. I think enjoying every single second is extremely important. Clayton? Kind of go along with Maddie. Just, you know, enjoy every, th every second. And uh, as Coach always says, you know, just get better every day. Just get a little bit better, a little bit better, and just focus day by day. Yeah, for us, like, it's, it's – I want to maximize our potential as a group see how far we can take this group you know this is the only time this group will ever be together for the rest of their lives you know and 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 for these young men and, and young women you know when you when, when you leave college one thing you're not yeah obviously a big road win it feels good but what you miss is the brotherhood the sisterhood if that's what you call it and on the women's side the the times in the locker room the road trips being on the bus um, you talk about enjoying the journey, uh, making sure our players understand like it, it, their careers go fast. And that's what you're really, really going to miss is, you know, that camaraderie that you have with your teammates. Uh, and then from a pure basketball standpoint, you know, maximize who, who we can be, get better each and every day, um, truly be connected. Um, I talked to our team about there's a difference between friendship and brotherhood. Friends tell you what you want to hear. Brothers tell you the truth. You know, and how connected can we become as a team? And if we can be tough, we can be connected and we can enjoy the journey. You know, I feel like we can, you know, pretty much maximize who, who, who we can be as a group. And that's, that's, that's my goal for this season. Well, it's been a lot of fun here today and, you know, a lot of excitement, fresh start here on the men's side. And, you know, it'll be fun to see what emerges. And on the women's side, of course, a little bit more that we know coming back and should be great to see where you guys go as well. And, you know, we'll get together for that music podcast in a couple of <laughs> yeah, weeks once we get it. through the season, right? <laughs> Ann McInerney, Maddie Smith, Clayton Lasson, Brett Nelson, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!